The teachings of General Conference are the considerations the Lord would have before us now and in the months ahead. Our marching orders for each six months are found in the General Conference addresses. For the next six months, your conference edition of the Ensign should stand next to your standard works and be referred to frequently. I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I exhort you to study the messages of this conference frequently, even repeatedly, during the next six months. You're listening to the Conference Talk Podcast, where it's conference weekend every weekend. Each weekend we discuss talks from the most recent general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. We share some insights, we make some connections, and hopefully have a little bit of fun as we study the words of men and women God has called to direct his church in these, the latter days. I'm Kevin Stanfill. And I'm Michael Young. And this is episode two. And we are talking about uh, President Ballard's address, Missionary Service, Blessed My Life Forever. That's right. I I think that's something a lot of us uh, returned missionaries can definitely say. Uh, I I felt like that that resonated with me right away. uh, I just want to ask you to start off. How did uh, your mission uh, bless your life? Wow. So, you know, I joined the church when I was 18 years old. That's awesome. So, you know, going to serve a some kind of mission or embarking on a religious service assignment was definitely not something that I was raised uh, con- to consider. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, yeah, that's a different, you know, a, that's way different from my, you know, my experience. So I, I like to hear that uh, perspective. And yet I was, I was definitely prepared. I, I remember when I was a young, young man in my like early teenage years, I, I always had a desire to, you know, grow to love God and, and know him and, and serve him. And I even considered at one point, you know, looking for, um, I don't know, in endeavoring to serve in a church as like a, a priest or a pastor or something like that. Cause I felt like, well, surely there's no way to get closer to God than to just f- throw yourself completely into it. Um, it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I had some aspirations like that, but you know, when I was introduced to, to the church, uh, clearly it was, it was through the missionaries and I was immediately fascinated with them and all that they did and all that they sacrificed to do what they did. And I became very interested in serving a mission um, in so much that about, uh, thir- I guess it was going on 15 months after my baptismal date, I was arriving at the Missionary trainer ce- Training Center in Provo to uh, to begin my training and I went to serve a mission in the Idaho Pocatello Mission. Oh, where the Pocatello? That's awesome. <laughs> my I've been, my in-laws live up uh, near Pocatello, so we're there all the time. Wow, that's, with, that's really neat that you. Well, you said the fifteen months. It was about fifteen months. Oh my goodness, that is that's a quick turnaround. <laughs> yep. Well, with, but with that being said, you know the missionary service um, that I was blessed to to experience. You know, immediately upon me coming home, you know, I was, I was a better worker at my job. I was uh, a better son 
to my folks. You know, I was more responsible with my time. And so it, it really blessed me immediately in my in my personal life and in my, I guess, professional life. And then, you know, what I relate with so so much from President Ballard's talk is how it has been the best training I ever received was on the mission that's helped me with with my professional life, with my academic endeavors, and just with my personal, you know, my personal devotion. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I, I myself, so I, I uh, grew up in the church, and I it was something my parents talked about from a very young age. My dad had served a mission, and uh, just to encourage us to, you know, get ready for it. So we even had, you know, we had those little, you know, the three compartment banks with, you know, uh, personal money, tithing and mission fund, you know, from right from the get go. Uh, I ended up serving in Germany uh, and it was, it was quite the trial by fire. Uh, there are a lot of days where it was extremely discouraging. Cause uh, you know, I think about the, a lot of the, a lot of Germans just don't want to talk about religion. It's just a very taboo subject. Uh, especially kind of the the older generation, like it, it's very very hard to to preach that. But um, also looking back, uh, it was it was this incredible refining time for me that's really um, helped me ever since. It, it directly helped me. <laughs> Currently, I'm actually a, a German teacher. I, I teach in a, an immersion program, and ever since my mission for returning to the states, I've had employment where I used my German. So like it, it's literally been the you know, like this, this one of the central threads of my life ever since uh, I was on my mission. So I, I just have this, I have a very strong testimony. The Lord knew exactly you know, where, where I should go. And the, the, what that was my mission at my time. And it was intended to do uh, the specific things, the specific molding that needed to happen in my life. Um, and I just actually, right before this conference, had a, a mission reunion with um, some of the elders and sisters were under my mission president, then I hadn't seen most of them for almost 20 years. Uh, and realized too, just that another, that that was another huge blessing uh, in my life. Is that some of these people, uh, some of the people I met on my mission have been, have become absolutely integral to my life and have blessed it in incredible ways. And I've never known them uh, having not both made that decision to serve. So uh, it, it's really neat. And I'm, and I, I don't want those who, who are listening, though, to think that the missionary service is the only way that the Lord can shape you. Though there are many people who, for one reason or another, either come home from a mission early or uh, aren't able to to surf. Um, I have two special needs sons, uh, and I, you know, they, I I don't know what their missionary service is going to look like. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those ways that if if you're worthy and able, like he says in the talk. Um, Go and do, but uh, there are, are other ways that the Lord can shape you and, and train you for your life's work as well. If that is not something you get to do, you know, when you're a it, that typical age, I guess you should say. So, I, I just want to leave off, I'll leave it off with that because it's not. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guilt associated, I think, with some, with some people who have to come home early or don't get to serve. So, no, absolutely. You know, and I I appreciate that you you put that I guess disclaimer in there because you know we're we're coming off this talk we're coming off from the opening remarks by President Nelson which is uh, a very firm reminder to young men who are able to serve a full-time mission and for 
the sisters who desire to serve, right? It's a firm reminder that, hey, the work of the Lord needs willing, uh, willing hands. And while my mind was caught up to President Monson's um, admonition, which is that uh, missionary service is a priesthood duty, even an obligation. I really appreciated that President Ballard came in and he shared the the temporal and spiritual blessings of missionary service. But with regard to those who may not be able to serve or uh, did not serve a, a full, if you will, mission, you know, they had to come home early a little bit like that. He left so many openings where you could just, you could drop the name tag missionary service and just focus on how you can be a missionary and render service to your fellow man, a fellow man. Um, and you can still be blessed in all of these ways. Yeah, and I, I think you, the Lord always has a mission for you. Now, it, whether it's being a full-time proselyting missionary or in some other way, I, uh, a lot of people don't realize, though, like that, for example, um, I, am, I currently sing with the Tabernacle Choir. And when you do that, they set you apart as a missionary. Uh, so like it, it's officially like a, a missionary calling. So I, I get to ex- extend my mission in another field of labor. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that, that that's another way the Lord uh, you know, was able to, I, I feel like that, that that's my mission at this time of, of my life is using those uh, particular skills uh, in his service, but it, like, yeah, the, the, any every season of your life, the, the Lord has a mission for you. Um, I, I love this um, quote here from the talk. He, he talks about how much the the how specific your missions are. He says, "The Lord knows you when you are serving your mission, and I would say, you know, whether proselyting or not, you will have experiences that will help you come to know Him better." You will grow spiritually in serving him. In his name, you will be sent on errands to serve others. He will give you experiences with promptings from the Holy Ghost. The Lord will authorize you to teach in his name. You can show him that he can trust you and can rely on you. So I really like that. Like You show the Lord that you are trustworthy and that he can rely on you. Like it to, If he sends you a prompting to, hey, this person needs help, that you will go and do. Now, what um, any experiences have come to mind when they when reading that from your missionary service or otherwise? You know, I was just so I feel like it was so imbalanced. I feel like my mission blessed me, and I learned so much from my missionary experience. It's just not even funny. I I felt like most of the time, um, any success that we had in the field was truly by the grace of God, right? I mean, oh, yeah. nothing, nothing we did uh, other than perhaps just our diligence. I, I definitely feel showing like, <laughs> yeah, just showing up and, you know, I, I've been on a President Monson kick and, and I, I wanted to reference a talk from him back in 2010, which was the, the three R's of choice. And just a short blurb from that talk, he says, May we keep our eyes, our hearts, and our determination focused on that goal, which is eternal and worth any price we will have to pay, regardless of the sacrifice we must make to reach it. And, you know, whether it's a a full-time mission or it's your ministering efforts, 
within your own ward, there there is that higher, holier determination, kind of a mindset that you have to take on to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to reach out to these people, even though I'm busy. Um, and I think it, I mean, it surely is even more difficult when you get out into your, your life with school or work and family to, to try and meet these obligations that, that the Lord has given us to perform missionary efforts. And when we talk about just showing up, just, just being diligent, um, something that's, that's so powerful for me is that as I just, as I give a, a part of my time, the Lord seems to be able to make such good use of that time and that effort. Even that small, that, that call that I make or that text message or just uh, maybe visiting with somebody at church before sacrament meeting, um, we, I feel so good. You know, I feel like, wow, I, that was really important that I did that. And it took hardly any time at all. And I, I, I've had the experience too, where it, when you take that time, you consecrate that time, then the Lord, I, I feel, gives compensatory strength and blessings to, to make the most of the, the rest of your time to take care of your other responsibilities with your family or your employment or, or whatever. I felt that over and over again. Uh, just like you think, oh, you know, I just don't have time to do that. And, but, but then when you say, okay, I'm going to make time, then everything else seems to go a lot more smoothly. You have the spirit with you to enhance your natural abilities and your, to bring things to your remembrance, the, uh, the whole nine yards. And so, yeah, I, I think that, and that's something you, you definitely see on your mission and something that you can take home with you and to remember, I think. Well, with regard to, you know, being released from your mission, um, President Ballard talks about, he says, remember that you are not released from activity in the church, right? And so these things, they do go on. Um, and I feel like we can even extend that to to callings in the church. You know, maybe you, you served as a, a family history consultant or you served as even a, a ward missionary or um, in an elders quorum presidency, whatever it may be. You know, yes, you're released from these specific duties of that calling, but there's an inherent responsibility in all members of Christ's restored church to to be a missionary. And I guess we we use that term kind of loosely in the church. Um, you know, we say, oh, it's, we've got to be a missionary. We've got to do missionary work. It is so broad, but maybe we can dig down a little bit into, you know, what what does that look like in real world application, you know, when we don't have the name tag. Absolutely. And I, I like in that, that same paragraph you referenced to, it says build upon the good habits that you learned on your mission, where it really it, it's, it's a foundation for you to build on after. So you think about what you do as a missionary. You get up, first thing, you study the scriptures. You're like, okay, you know, how, how can I build on that in, in my real life? You know, that I need to have that same, um, make it a routine, just like you did on your mission. That make make sure that it, it's a consistent part of your life. I think that's one practical thing. Is it was so it was easy uh, easier as a missionary because it was like okay, this is priority. I got this done before I do ever anything else really, and I have a plan for it. You know, like I, I study with myself and I study with my companion, and now perhaps it's your eternal companion now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, having a plan and making it a part of your uh, routine. Uh, 
yeah, prayer is a, is a huge part uh, of your of missionary service and making sure that you're you're doing that. You do that both alone and with your companion or your, now your family, uh, and making that uh, just something that's a natural part. You, you remember how much you prayed as a missionary? I mean, so much, right? You know, every appointment and before you left the apartment and now over your, you know, just all the time. And there's no reason to let up on that. Uh, we're supposed to pray always, right? <laughs> scriptures say. Um, I know, what other uh, habits or routines from, from your mission do you think that we could, what's a practical way to bring that over into our, our post-mission life? Well, before I go there, I, I do want to, I want to add my second witness to what you said about prayer. And, and I know for a fact that I don't pray nearly enough for, <laughs> for what I'm hoping to get from my discipleship with, you know, to, as a Christian, um, I, I definitely don't pray enough. You know, it's when we think of it as communication with our Father in Heaven, and and thereby we we're going to receive guidance and direction. I mean, think about. I mean, in in your in your day job, if you aren't communicating with your supervisor. Um, or even your your teammates, right? I mean, the Holy Ghost is like our our best teammate, right? Yeah, totally. If, if you're not if you're not communicating with them, um, there's going to be issues. There's going to be huge issues. Um, the whole overall mission, if you will, <laughs> no pun intended, the objective of what you're trying to accomplish is going to is going to be uh, impeded by your lack of communication. So just just that being constantly in tune, uh, willing to to talk things out, that's a that's a great habit to to establish. Uh, habits habits for me that I I take away from my missionary service or my full time missionary service um, is definitely planning. You know, planning out my day. Oh yeah, that's a um, you do all, yeah, that's a touchstone of missionary work, right? Because there's just so many things that you could do. And if you if you're not focused, if you're not making a plan, then you could you could lose a lot of time in the runaround. Yeah. And yeah, you'll you'll get there, but you didn't use your time very wisely. Which is then the segue to my next, I guess, discipline that I I really picked up on my mission, which was to use my time wisely. You know, the, the, I think in preach my gospel. Um, the missionary handbook, if you will, or not handbook, but um, guide to missionary service. It says something to the extent that your time is your most precious or most valued um, commodity or something like that as a, as a missionary, because you really are on a time limit. Like you only have the two years or 18 months and then you're done. And then even in, within your specific assignments, you're only going to be in an area so long. You really have to crack down and and plan and use your time most wisely, and really that's going to be the same thing in your life. I mean, uh, I don't want to sound you know morbid, but time is ticking, <laughs> and you do need to uh, plan, uh, whether it be financially, whether it be um, you know for your career or your education. You know, you need to plan these things out and then execute that plan. And you may modulate as you go along. Uh, again, going back to the communication, communicate with your Heavenly Father, communicate with your spouse, with your family. Uh, 
Um, but, and then using your time wisely when you, when you say you're going to do something, do it, you know, I mean, imagine that we, as, as missionaries, you are so involved with helping people make and keep commitments. And then, and then we, you know, maybe you go home and you start not making and keeping your own commitments. Uh, and it's almost like what it's time to practice what you preach. Right. Oh yeah. I think we also slip into stop making goals. You know, in missionaries who are always making goals. <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably, that's part of your planning, right? And you know, measuring them and report, returning and reporting on them. They, the whole nine yards. You know, um, you know, we used to say on the mission all the time, like uh, goal, goal setting is most effective when it is you know, when it's specific, uh, when it's uh, when it is measured, and when it is uh, reported. <laughs> And so, yeah, I think sometimes we are like, we get off our missions and decide, okay, you know, I'm great. You know, of course it's going to look different, you know, depending on your own personal and professional directions that you want to go, but just any aspect of your life, you, you can set goals. Um, and it, it just ties into using your time wisely too. If you know what your goal is, you don't have to sit there and like wonder what you, what you need to do. You, you break it down into those measurable Steps that you can take day by day, uh, and you you start being consistent at it. Now, if you want to be a great musician, you know what you got to do. You got to you got to work that practice in. If you know if you're if you want to be a great writer or a, or anything, uh, know if if you want to if your goal after your mission is to to find a spouse, then you need to say, okay, what do I need to do in order to make myself the the best sort of prospect for others that I can be? You know, whatever it is in your life, whatever stage of life you're in. You can break it down into those more manageable goals. Like we didn't ever, our only goal as a missionary wasn't how many people we're going to baptize. You know, like that, that, you know, we broke it down to, okay, what steps do we need in order to get those baptisms? You know, how much contacting we're going to do or, or how many uh, lessons do we want it to, you know, it, it's, we break it down into the more manageable day-to-day -day stuff. And you, that's a skill that you can take from your mission and apply that to whatever stage of life you're in because that's going to help you use your time wisely. And uh, I, I find that when I, I do that, I, I feel the approval uh, from our Heavenly Father. Uh, he, he looks favorably, favorably down on us when we use the gifts that we've been given, not just our talents, but our time, um, and especially when we, when we use them in his service. Yeah, and, and I just, I really like that we've been talking so much about these, these habits or behaviors that you establish while immersed in, in the Lord's work, because obviously they, they're applied to, to help others. And then somehow we, we end up establishing all these great habits that are going to help and, and bless our lives uh, ever after. Um, you know, but before we wrap up, I wanted to go back um, to earlier in President Ballard's talk when he mentions, you know, his upbringing and how he, he says that um, some economic challenges associated with the Great Depression in the 1930s, it led to um, some financial issues for his family. And that, that led to his father uh, really focusing wholly on trying to, to save his business, the family business. And as a result, they didn't attend church very much. But President Ballard says, although we did not attend church services as a family, 
that did not prevent me from attending occasionally with my friends. And that was, you know, as I listened to the talk a few times, but even on that first time when, when it was given Saturday morning, I thought, well, that President Ballard wasn't making any excuses for establishing a, a spiritual foundation, if you will, but also just like good habits of like, Hey, I'm, I'm still going to go um, to church. He, I also noted that he was making good choices with regard to his friends. Cause then later he talks about how he and some of his friends in college decided to serve a mission. So it was almost like he was, he was developing those, those good habits or those good decisions early on uh, with making the right choice with regard to friends. And I guess what I, what I was just trying to, to pull out of that part of the talk was preparing for either missionary service, full-time missionary service, or preparing for missionary opportunities. Um, I want to talk about that, that before we, we signed off today. Absolutely. And I, I think as well from that, that portion and you, you can glean too that one of the things that, uh, talks about is that yeah preparing for missionary service can be very challenging and there's there's going to be a lot of hurdles you're going to have to jump over in in most cases uh being a missionary is going to have a lot of challenges i think what i feel like one of the things that prepares you for most it lets you practice most is overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and uh remaining motivated uh to either to prepare or to you know to continue in your service despite the the challenges you're going to face because you are going to face challenges and uh, yeah, that, that's, um, that's definitely something that that's a skill that you need to have for the rest of your life, you know, whether you know, preparing for your mission, it, like here during the, the depression, uh, on your mission, uh, when you face rejection or you know, physical uh, problems and, and afterward, afterwards when you get home, you know, that, that that's not going to stop. But um, yeah, I. I in all, all of these stages, as he said, you know, look where he, he went. He went from having parents that didn't go to church and didn't bring him to church. And now he's the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. I mean, uh, the Lord knew what he wanted to make of him, even at that, or that earlier stage in his life. And just watching uh, and get his life and giving him the opportunities. And um, I, I'm, very, I'm grateful that he... Um, he felt those promptings even as a as a child, and and did what he could to prepare himself for the rest of his life. You know, we shouldn't discount you know, even very young people uh, that they're from their very earliest years. The Lord is preparing them, and that they can listen to those promptings and let Him uh, enact on those, so that He can prepare them for the service that He has. Absolutely. Well, if I may, I I wanted to close it out with uh, just a a quote from. President Ballard's talk here. He says, I testify that my mission is where I came to know that my Heavenly Father and my Savior Jesus Christ know and love me. And I believe that, and I would testify likewise, that it's our our preparing for missionary experiences and also analyzing those experiences, really, really treasuring those experiences that we have, whether it was during a full-time service or whether it was um, in those those times that we decided to give some of our time to do His work, that's where we can come to know of our Heavenly Father's knowing us and loving us. And 
I'd like to say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you, have, you gotta mission lights a fire under you. You just gotta keep the fire burning when you get back. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conference Talk podcast, where we discuss President Ballard's address, missionary service, blessed my life forever. Oh, if you get the chance, give us a five star rating. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. And YouTube and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and iHeartRadio and Facebook and just about anywhere you get podcasts. <laughs> That's right. You can find links to all of our platforms on our website, conferencetalk.org. You know what else is at conferencetalk.org? Just everything. Go there to follow us on social media, drop us a comment, check out the show notes, find related talks, or learn more about us, your hosts. And a big thanks to Mr. Michael Young, who joined me today on the microphones. Yeah, you can find me at uh, authormichaelyoung.com. And uh, thanks to Kevin, you can uh, find him at christcenteredconversations.org. We do appreciate new followers, but it's even better to follow the prophet and the apostles themselves. That's right. We love speaking about the church and our leaders, but we do not speak for them. Everything said on this podcast represents our own personal opinions. So join us next week for another episode of Conference Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.